Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing the Lagan Valley area filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, lagonvalleyvineyard.com. Good evening. You are so welcome. If we haven't met before, my name's Andy. I'm one of the pastors here. If you are a guest or a visitor, if someone's invited you along, dragged you along, told you you were going to the pub and you've ended up here, we are glad that you're with us. You're so, so welcome. Um, for those of you who are visiting, we've spent the last three weeks reflecting on surprise, surprise, Advent. This season of waiting as we prepare to celebrate and remember the birth of Jesus. And the waiting is almost over. Three more sleeps. Are you ready? No. I am definitely not ready, but thankfully there's a couple of days left. I wonder, do you know what the most Googled question is this time of year? Maybe some of you will go home and Google it. The most Googled question this time of year, if you Google it, you'll get just over 180 billion results, is this, how to survive Christmas with my family. (laughs) Any of you Googled that? Don't answer me. If you haven't Googled that, it's very likely someone has Googled that about you. We had a pretty eventful family Christmas last year. Many of you will know that Dana and I are uh, building a new home in the Dramara Hills, and we are an in-between house that we've been renting off our dear friends, Keith and Kaz, since last August. And um, in the 11 years that we've been married, we have never actually done, or had never done, family Christmas, and we're so, so, so excited, hopefully this time next year, to be doing it in our dream home for the first time. But last year, around the beginning of December, my mom got really ill, and she actually ended up in hospital for the first three weeks of December. And we thought, well, there's no way we can expect her to come out of hospital and go straight into cooking family dinner. So we, being the brave people that we are, knowing that I'm wonderful at toast, thought, let's do Christmas dinner at our house. And so we asked mom and dad, mom said that would actually be amazing. And a couple of days before Christmas, Dana asked me to check if there was enough gas in the cylinder for Christmas day. And I went out and gave it a bit of a shake and came back in and went, yeah, absolutely. And so Christmas day came, we did presents in the morning, we came over here and had a wonderful time and we got home and ended preparing everything for family Christmas dinner. And Dana turned on the gas and then it spluttered and then it went out and then it wouldn't start again. And those of you who are married will know that she didn't need to say any words. (laughs) She just looked at me. In fact, she did say some words. She looked at me and said, are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, our good friends, uh, Keith and Kaz, live not too far away. And so I began to run round to theirs, praying that they had both finished cooking dinner and had some gas left in their cylinder. And praise God, they did. And Christmas dinner and my marriage was saved. Mom and dad arrived, and uh, we had an amazing afternoon. And that evening, sitting around the tree, kids playing on the floor, listening to a piano version of Bruce Springsteen's song, My Hometown, I was kind of struck with how beautifully imperfect our day had been. The atmosphere was thick with a deep sense of joy. Not happiness, because... Let's be honest, happiness is so circumstantial, right? Happy would have been everything went perfect, but joy was love in the midst of imperfection. 
I'm not sure there's a better description of Christmas than that. Love in the midst of imperfection. So many of us have been seduced by glamour that we've lost the ability to see the truly beautiful. And the truth is that beauty is rarely perfect. The Christmas story reminds us of this. A peasant teenager gave birth to God who became a refugee and whose coronation was coincided with a humiliating execution. If there's anything more beautifully imperfect in the world than the story of Jesus, I don't know what it is. Beauty does something to us that nothing else can. Beauty releases joy in our lives. And it was C.S. Lewis who said it best when he said that joy is the serious business of heaven. You see, you haven't discovered or known God until you've discovered that he is full of mischief and playful fun. You don't need me to tell you tonight that life isn't perfect. Every single one of us are walking through imperfect and broken things. Fractured relationships, loss, illness, financial struggle, and challenges. And the reality is, on Christmas Day, there will be overdone turkey and irritating relatives and children falling out over presents that they really should be grateful for. It is into these places that God wants to make his home, to help us see the beauty in all that is not yet perfect. The great hope and joy of Christmas is not that one day we might escape all of this. It is that into all of this, Christ has indeed come. Listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah, he says this in chapter 12, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength, my song, and he has become my salvation. That word salvation, I think, in this weird little place called Northern Ireland is so often, so grossly misunderstood. Salvation, you see, is not about escape. It's all about presence, the very presence of God among us here and now. And the discovery of that presence and the beauty that comes with it cannot help but give birth to joy in our lives, joy that reaches well beyond imperfect circumstance. The prophet continues in verse three, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that he is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Shout and sing for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Here we see the longing 
of God to be Emmanuel, God with us. You see, God in heaven is one thing, but God in our midst changes everything. Just before I pray, I want to challenge all of us to reject the lie that Christmas is just for kids. The truth is that there is an ocean of beauty and wonder and joy to be found in the presence of God if you would have the courage to dive in. And it's my great privilege in this moment to remind you, no matter where you're from or where you are, that you are invited into that presence. At Christmas, we celebrate that Emmanuel indeed has come. God big enough to cover our imperfect, unfinished, and broken things. Big enough even to get you out of running out of gas. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we welcome you in this moment. And I humbly pray, come Holy Spirit. Right now in this moment, we bring to you our broken things, our unfinished things, our imperfect things. Lord, we bring yourselves and we welcome you among us. Father, we thank you that that is always your heart to move towards us. In the midst of imperfection, you came and we are so grateful. And this Christmas, I pray that every single one of us would know the presence of God our Father, the peace of the risen and ruling Lord Jesus, and the playful mischief of God the Holy Spirit. May we have eyes to see the beauty, the wonder. And may we this Christmas be filled with joy that only comes from you. In Jesus' name I pray.